0: Hello there, friends. Welcome to episode 12 of the Think, Believe, Achieve podcast. This is your host, Coach Shiv. How is everybody doing? I hope your new year is going really, really well. I've got some good news for you to begin with. You know, you're not going to just listen to my voice droning away in this episode. I've got a guest with me, and I'm so excited. Our guest today is a coach and life strategist. He's based in Virginia, USA. He's fueled by the behavioral side of humans in business and life, the why we do what we do when we do whatever we are doing, especially when it's not in our own best interest. After about 30 years of working in the corporate world with companies like Texas Instruments, ITT, and Raytheon, he chose to leave his safe, well-paying, successful by most standards, big corporate supply chain job, and dived into coaching to help those who want to break free from their corporate careers and go after that thing they've always wanted to do but haven't figured out how to break free from the shackles that keep them there. He writes a very popular weekly personal growth and lifestyle blog called Life Untucked. It is my pleasure to introduce to you my good friend and fellow coach, Jeff Meister. Welcome to the Think, Believe, Achieve podcast, Jeff. An absolute honor and privilege to have you on my show. Thank you for doing this.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Shiv. Oh, it's a pleasure, man,
0: it's a pleasure.
1: How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Uh, How about you?
0: Yeah, good, man, good, can't complain. Everything good in your part of the world?
1: Yep, so far, uh, I should ask you how it turns out since you're uh, almost a full day ahead. Oh, yes, I'm your man from tomorrow. (laughs) That's That's right.
0: Wonderful. Hey, thank you again. Thanks for coming on the show. Today's topic is challenges of a corporate warrior. And I use that term corporate warrior because, you know, when you think of the everyday challenges, struggles, frustrations, that someone in a corporate career, especially someone who's probably done, you know, 10, 15, 20 years in the game, the kind of things that they have to face, I think it requires a warrior mentality.
1: (laughs) Well, I'd have to agree with that, Shiv.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you and I have similar career journeys. So (laughs) I guess you must have faced this too
1: oh absolutely absolutely i you know it's it, it for me it got to a point where uh yeah it's it was ab- absolutely going to war every day <laughs> metaphorically of course absolutely yeah that's
0: true and hey you know we've got statistics to back it up you know global statistics um, workplace surveys and Research shows that uh, 70% of employees are unhappy with their jobs and careers. And I was part of that. You know, I went through that phase for maybe the last 10 years of my career. But hey, it's not about me today, it's about you. So, when did you, Jeff, start feeling that your spark was dimming? You know, maybe feeling a kind of itch that was difficult to scratch, but just as difficult to ignore?
1: Well, uh, you know, to be honest, it was uh, dimming for a very long time, Um, well over 10 years. Um, You know, I would toggle back and forth between uh, always thinking about, well, well, what's the perfect job for me? There's gotta be something that, you know, that I'm just wired for, that I'm made for. Mm. And then I, flip-flop back and forth between that and then always thinking about uh, someday I wanted to have my own business and so Mm -hmm. I was always you know scheming this idea or that idea or talking to a co-worker about you know you and I could go out and start something Uh, but you know what Uh, (laughs) and this is it Uh, that reminded me I had my mantra which was no, that's not it. Whether it was whether it was an idea for a job that was different or or my own business, I would think about it a lot, many times, mm. and always come up with the same thing. No, that's not it. Uh, you know, instead of taking action, mm. we kind of uh,
0: talk ourselves out of it a lot, don't we?
1: Well, we really do, um, and some of the things are so simple, Uh, I, I, you know, I thought about this, I did a lot of thinking, and not a lot of doing to change my situation. So true, man, so true. Uh,
0: Jeff, was there a last straw kind of moment that led you to a sudden decision to break away? Or was it a more gentler sort of process, you know, Um, like, maybe a leaf falling from a tree because neither the leaf nor the tree gets injured when that happens.
1: Was that, was it like that?
0: Or was it like a sudden break?
1: It was definitely not a leaf falling from a tree it Okay.
0: Was,
1: it was not a gentle moment. Uh, and when people ask me about this, you know, first thing I always share is if, if we would have talked two or three weeks before, I made the decision to leave. Uh, I didn't see that in the cards. I mean, I wanted that to be in the cards. I but mm-hmm. I was thinking I was six months or longer uh, you know, before I could make a move. Be- and, and the thing was is, uh, you know, and, and I love this what you said. I think somewhere in the in the intro, I think. Uh, you talked about, or maybe it was one of your statistics. It was something about the eight to five routine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to know what that is, Chev What's this eight to <laughs> five? <laughs> yeah. The
0: much talked about routine, which generally is never eight to five.
1: Yeah. I never got to leave at five. Uh, in fact, I had spent like every weekend for the last three or four months, either either part of Saturday and part of Sunday or all day of one or sometimes both mm. um, but you know two we- like I said two weeks well I, I think my my point there is, is that I didn't have a whole lot of energy left to even uh, you know to take any kind of action about you know dusting off the resume or or really figuring out what that next step could be mm.
0: Just getting back to that eight to five routine, Jeff, uh, that's a very interesting point you made because do you feel that in general, now this is a generalization, obviously there'll be exceptions to this, but in general, in the corporate world, do people wear, you know, this overwork as a badge of honor?
1: Well, a lot of, a lot of people do, but in my case, uh, I like to say that uh, you know, for for many years, and it it was well, you know, the the answer from up top was, or the the marching orders were, you know, we're, we're just going to have to do more with less, mm. and you know that that was you know the word from up top, and mm. um, I'd move to another company and say, well, you know, we got to do. More with less here. <laughs> that's how we. That's how we make things happen. And and it got to a point, quite frankly, that that I would say, there's no way I can do any more with any less. You know, it's <laughs> got to stop somewhere, yeah. right? You know, at some point. Yeah. It does. It no longer works. That's
0: right. I know that in um, New Zealand, work contracts. You know, when you when you get a job, you get a, an employment contract. There's this hours of work, and it will say you know, forty hours a week, and then there'll always be that additional line saying, "or as required by the demands of the job." Right, right. So they've basically covered themselves there. Is that similar in uh, in the US?
1: Yeah, very definitely. Uh, you know, you, in the uh, you know we have what they call exempt and, and non-exempt. And, and exempt means that you, you're exempt from the wage and hour laws that regulate work oh, hours and overtime. Okay. So there was a loophole in the law that said that uh, if you're paid by a salary, either monthly or annually, yeah. you're paid for results, yeah. not, not time. Of oh, course, they always want more time <laughs> yeah. regardless of the results. That's true. That's true. That's yeah. typical corporate speak, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I had some wake-up calls mm. pop up. Um, mm. What kind of wake-up calls, yeah? Well, <laughs> you know, and this, I don't want to put a downer on anything, but quite honestly, uh, i I had within a year's time, I had three friends, one, one of them fairly close. Uh, another was a neighbor that we knew for over 10 years. Uh, and another one was, I would say, more my wife's friend. But all three died prematurely, unexpectedly, mm. in their late 40s. Wow. And, mm. and it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, we always think that we can do something later. Yeah. You know, and well, you can do that when you, after you've retired or after, you know, it's always sometime, someday, yeah. which everybody knows never comes. <laughs> something never comes. Yes. Uh, it's just something to give us an excuse for not taking action, uh, not taking ownership of our own life and future life.
0: Correct. Yeah, because we keep saying, I'll do it when this happens, or I'll do it when I'm able to do that type of thing, which basically means we just keep pushing that decision further and further up. Yeah. yeah.
1: And and I'll tell you this too uh, one of my wake up calls, or it was realizing that I'd started, the stress had gotten so, so heavy that I honestly wondered will today be the day that I have my heart attack? Oh man. And because I felt trapped in many ways. And Mm -hmm. I think when, when you feel there's no way out or, Mm -hmm. you know, no, no acceptable way out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we create some of that for ourselves, but there's a, there's this expectation, and, and I think that, I mean, it's been a long time, but in, in America, when big corporations finally said, we're going to cut forces, we're going to cut labor when times go bad. Once, once having layoffs was no longer a taboo, mm. then, uh, then they could hang it over your head. And whether yeah. they did overtly or not, it was the feeling that that I've got to keep myself off a layoff list. Yeah. And, and you know, that went on. Yeah.
0: And that I think sometimes pushes people to do this, you know, extra hours and things like that, because they feel that'll keep them in the good books of the management when the time to swing the axe arrives.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. But does it really? <laughs> yeah. No,
0: yeah, But absolutely no guarantees, is it?
1: No, no, there are none. And and that's a clear part of the deal too. Correct. So people like to say that a corporate job is so secure that a you know, why would you take a chance on that good job? You know, it's paying the bills, it's putting food on the table and yeah. Uh, Well, there are a lot. There are other ways too. Yeah. Uh, And it it comes down to life is risky. It's it's not going out on your own is risky, or it's risky to stay at a big company when you don't know what is going on behind closed doors. I mean, think of Enron. All those people Mm. loved that company. They thought it was, uh, you know, their advertising campaign was. Uh, we're the most innovative company in the world. And then a few weeks later. (laughs) There's no company. There's no company, (laughs) no job, no safe job. Yeah, that's right. That's true,
0: that's true. Because a lot of times we think that we are in our comfort zone without realizing that there really is no comfort zone because a lot of things we have no control over. I mean, COVID for instance, What's happened over the last 12 months? Mm -hmm. How many people might
1: have been tossed out of their so-called comfort zones? Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, I believe that that, uh, when it's all said and done, now, you know, many people have suffered greatly, and I in no way take away from that. Uh, But when it's all said and done, I think we will have learned a lot about ourselves and what really matters most Mm. Uh, right now a lot of people are probably getting a little tired of all the family time but you know what (laughs) we haven't had had that in you know ever. family's not having dinner together uh friends not well you know now you can't just you can if you go out for a beer or something like that but you're taking a big risk and It's much more difficult, but all of a sudden we get to think about, well, what is really important to us? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's that perspective, isn't it? Yeah. And how's that fancy car in the driveway really making me feel better right now? Yeah. True, man. So Jeff, I'd love to
0: know about, you know, how much planning did you do in terms of the next steps? You know, for what what next after a corporate job. I know well, you said that your uh, your departure from the corporate world was quite sudden right but before I, that.
1: Jeff, I had no plan. Right. I, I said I had a plan so I didn't look like a total fool. Mm. Uh, I had no plan, no side hustle. Mm. I, I will say I had options because I have been through corporate layoffs before and so I knew I could survive and I, uh, I knew how to find a job. I thought, but I didn't know how to find a job at uh, age 55. Mm-hmm. You know, I, And for, for what everybody says and thinks, things change. But no, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a side hustle that I was working on. Remember I said, uh, I had lots of ideas that I thought about over and over and over. Mm-hmm. and. and you know, honestly, one of them was coaching. Uh, I had, nice. I'd learned about what is life coaching. Uh, uh, I think from an earlier conversation that you and I had, I, I went back to try and figure out when did I first hear about it? And it was right at 2005. Wow. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, that sounds kind of interesting. That, and that stayed on my radar for a long, long time, uh, because I, I honestly thought, but guess I don't know if you've picked it out yet but I keep using the word thought or thinking or thinking about, yeah. and, and I, you know, I held myself hostage because that's all I did was think about things. Mm-hmm. Think about what might work without actually taking a step. But, but one thing I did do, and this is, this is very important. It's early, early, early on, you know, when I'm a, a fresh mind of mush out of school, um, mm-hmm. uh, One of the older people talked about um, the concept of pay yourself first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I thought about that for some reason that that stuck in my head. And I don't know why, because putting money aside is really, really hard for all of us, because we let our wants and desires get in the way. And we say, well, you know, I'll go ahead and buy this, buy that, or do this or that. And we'll save later. I've got plenty of time, right? So um, the one thing I had going for me was I, I was going to put food on the table and I had listened to good advice years before. But but I want to stress that. And, and I used to tell this to, to some of the young folks on my team when I was, you know, in the States, we have a savings plan where uh, the company matches savings to help you build a nest egg for retirement. And, you know, it's, it's an incredibly good program from a tax standpoint, but you still have to decide to do it. It's not mandatory. I see. Okay. It's not mandatory. And, and so, you know, I will tell the, the, the young guys, you know, this is something that money, money is freedom. Money in the bank is freedom. Yeah. And if you don't have any right now, just every paycheck, put some aside. For okay. you, for freedom, for when, when you need to act.
0: Correct, yeah. And that's something that a lot of people, especially in the early part of their lives, they don't consider that important because they think that the road ahead is so long that they've got enough time to save and do all of that. But the truth is, the sooner you begin, the better it is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's great advice, Jeff. Um, for anyone who might be listening in and uh, thinking about things like this, man, just having that little bit of money set aside that can take care of you when
1: you know
0: the age-old the advice of save for a rainy day and all that,
1: yeah. Rainy days do come. They someday.
0: do come, yeah. <laughs>
1: exactly someday to act on your dream uh rarely comes unless you take some action. Yeah. And yeah. ownership. But that's true. But yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, great advice, Jeff. Rainy
1: days come, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: hey, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, maybe there's someone listening into this podcast who might be in a situation fairly similar to what you and I have been through. You know they might be um, mid-career corporate professionals who are tired of the you know, monotony and drudgery perhaps. And, and maybe there's a lot of feeling of being undervalued, unappreciated to the point where they've lost all enthusiasm and motivation for their job, but they're afraid of making a change. What suggestion or advice would you have for someone like that?
1: Well, a couple things I've already mentioned. Uh, If you're afraid of a change, if you think making a change is too risky, just look around to what happens to people you know, or that has happened to yourself. Those things Mm -hmm. happen. So uh, being safe is not necessarily being safe or not facing the fear of doing something new and different. Uh, I also the the thing about uh, savings is freedom yeah uh, and i'll and i'll take that a step further fancy toys and and expensive cars are not freedom they're fun but they're not freedom so r- you really need to be intentional when you're making those kinds of life choices uh I think uh, f- for me, what I heard myself saying was, "Yeah, you know, I wasn't willing to try things. I kept wanted wanting to have the answer I was absolutely certain of." Mm. And you know, the best advice that I now finally hear is, "Just experiment a bit. Try things. Try it on for size." Yeah, you don't have to make life decisions on a whim, but you should take small steps uh you know what what is what are small steps one is uh you know talk to people who are who are working in a field or industry that you might be interested in Mm -hmm. talk to people who started their own business talk to people who are acting in community theater or are serving on a community board get to know people who are doing interesting things You, you you know it's so easy to you have your at home life and you have your circle at work life and that gets pretty insulated and it's so easy to go year in and year out and you only see those two worlds. So, um, and then, then one other thing, and it may sound cliche, but never stop learning, especially in this day and time, there's so much free learning available at your fingertips. Yeah. And, I think that's something else we do, and I think it adds a lot to, to uh, the career becoming the grind. Is at some point we all think we've we know enough to do our job, and, and we think you know what we need to learn will do through hard knocks and whatever, you know, little programs here and there we pick up that the company's supposed to give us, but uh, you know, always keep learning. Because if you don't, you're going to wake up someday, and you're going to you're going to be obsolete. Mark yeah, my words. That's,
0: that's so true. I think I read um, a quote or an expression somewhere that if you don't keep yourself updated, you're going to be outdated. Exactly. So, and that's, that's so true about this continuous learning and accepting that life is. Full of learning, and it's just going to keep happening all the time to you. So you might as well just embrace it and be open to learning. That is brilliant, Jeff. That's just in this, you know, in this one answer, you've given so many gems. So man, I would just love to keep going. You know, if it wasn't for the fact that I know you've got <laughs> a few other things lined up, I would have just kept you here for another hours. <laughs> But, and I'd love to, I'd
1: love to. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. I mean, this I was just kind of getting lost in this whole discussion. I mean, there's there's so much wisdom coming through there. So Jeff, thank you so much again for your time and inputs. It's been very informative and interesting. And I'm sure the listeners would have got some real gold out of it. So well, I sure. hope,
1: yeah,
0: what are your thoughts? What are your feelings, Jeff?
1: well uh, i mean i've loved this conversation and you know we know that we have uh, some similar, similar stories and i always every time we talk it's i learn a little more about you and i'm i'm amazed at at, at uh, you know how two people halfway around the planet can have uh, such such a similar history so Absolutely, it's always right you know, Absolutely. Always always enjoyed talking with you Shiv and I absolutely look forward to the next time
0: yeah Uh, Uh, thank you so much I hope to have you again on the podcast sometime in the future because I think this episode deserves a sequel
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) okay well I I, I'd love to do it so uh, we will definitely uh, uh, pencil that in
0: absolutely thank you so much again Uh, you've been wonderful Jeff all the best
1: all the best to you, too, Shiv. Thanks a lot, my friend. Bye-bye. Bye. So,
0: friends, that was Jeff Meister, coach and life strategist. Do let me know your feedback on this episode. If you want to know more about coaching with me, you can contact me through my website, which is www.thinklifecoaching.co.nz. Or you can email me at shiv, S-H-I-V, at thinklifecoaching.co.nz. Thank you very much for listening. And until we meet again, take care. Bye-bye.